This is a Danger Entertainment Podcast. DangerEntertainment.net Danger Entertainment Podcast Network. Hey, this is Evan. Hey, Jason Underwood. And we hope you're enjoying the shows on the Danger Entertainment Network now, including the Bearded Ones Comedy Podcast. Yeah, we're super thrilled to be a part of this awesome lineup, guys. Um, and what we do here on our show is it's look, we are just trying to make you guys laugh through all kinds of different avenues. Hear me out here. Yeah. Hear me out. Please. What we are is we're two geeky white dudes talking and trying to be funny. Yeah, not trying to blow in your mind here with, uh, <laughs> with something brand, brand new, new, but um, yeah. you never heard anything like like this. We talk about Star Wars. <laughs> talk about, we talk about superheroes. Talk about Marvel movies, man. Look, <laughs> we are we're cutting some damn we're, we're, we're breaking some damn boundaries over we here. We are breaking new ground. Yeah. But for real, what we do is we play invented games. Yeah, and we try to spin everything into a brand new fun game that we've made yeah. up. Um we filter it all through that sensibility and we're both improvisers, so a lot of what we talk about ends up in in, in sort of a scene that we have a lot of fun with. We talk about our lives, pop culture, and movies. We talk about a little bit of everything. So if that's what you like, check us out. Bearded Ones Comedy Podcast on the Danger Entertainment Network. You're listening to a Weeby Geeks Network Podcast. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam, including the Tascam Mini Studio. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. Welcome to another episode of Wookie Radio. It is the Smugglers 3, Derek, Kylan, and myself, Mike. And we are being joined tonight by two members of the Smugglers Alliance from Roco Depot. Uh, did you say the Bounty Hunter ate a uh, Smugglers Guild home base, maybe? <laughs> Sounds good to me. Uh, that would be Steven. And uh, from Mighty Marvel Geeks, where we have an actual lair, not a janitorial closet. <laughs> <laughs> and you should know that laugh. That would that would be Kylan. Yeah, yeah but, yeah, but, in, but in this world, it's a flying Winnebago. It is a flying Winnebago. <laughs> That's so, what I think of every time I think of you guys. <laughs> it's space balls, but marvelous. Hey, the funny, <laughs> funny thing is, Kylan and I both know Barf. I've met him. Okay, we got a cosplayer here that actually does a spot on Barf. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, he does. Yeah, that is true. So, how's everyone doing? Good. But I'm Ken, not Kylan. <laughs> I said Ken. I said Derek and Ken. No, no, you did. Oh. Oh. I was like, hey, I'm on two shows. My man, I'm on two shows. If you did a purpose or if you slipped. It, it, it's a slip. I still blame it on the wrist and wrist hand injury. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I'm intrepid. So. <laughs> yeah. So, so how how's everyone doing? Despite the mind slip. Ah. Hey, you know, it's uh for I, I just uh got my haul from the, the comic shop and it, it it's it's good and I, I I see that uh we're going to be getting a new Star Wars book in um in January, so I'm excited yep. about that. Yep. I, I do have a question though, the Marvel guys are here. Did you see the cover of Returnals this week? I There's two cups. Oh, we look up the cover of this week's one of the, it's the Eternals that came out or something. I want to know since when is He-Man in the Eternals? That's look not up. He-Man. That's a classic look. version of the character, and they probably look borrowed up. look He-Man borrowed the look from him. Eternals oh. are older. Just saying. <laughs> Cover and tell me you don't see He-Man. <laughs> I, well, I, I, you know what I see when I look at He-Man? I see the Eternals. How about that? Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> All right. You, you thought you thought the war between Trek and Star Wars was bad. Now we're hitting Marvel and DC. Let's see here. Although I did have a DC book in my haul uh, this week, so and I had an IDW book, so I'm I'm a little bit all over the radar. What did you get from Mar- or from DC? Nightwing, the only uh, the, the only uh, character in the D- only character in DC universe that matters, actually. So you know, <laughs> I necessarily disagree with that one. <laughs> I, don't, I personally don't care for anything. Look, Dick Dick Grayson is the only no, really no. interesting That's character Grayson. in all of the all the DC universe. Just saying. Well, uh, he's got an appropriate first name. There you go. <laughs> hey, look, he's the only guy that the women in the in the book actually give his cheeks. You know, they each have their own name. I'm just saying. That's canon. Okay. Yeah, but they've been hyped last year. <laughs> And what'd you pick up for IDW? Uh, GI Joe. Nice. That I, that I I will tell you if you're looking for a, a you know something something different. Uh, this uh, latest GI Joe series. I mean GI Joe, a real American hero. That one is still going. But this uh, this book just called GI Joe. I think it's a thir- it's a this is a third issue. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I like the angling with it. Yes, but it, I'm... <laughs> well, to get us back on track. Sorry, <laughs> no, it's, it's all right. <laughs> we derail here just like we do over on the other shows. Hey, that's what happens when you get me on the show with someone who actually I talk to even more than I talk to you guys. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> this is why y'all are. Well, it's what happens when y'all live close to each other. Yeah. <laughs> so um, let's see. Let's start off. Resistance. Everyone's caught up on resistance. Oh, yeah. Kind of. Kind of. I'm caught up on it, but I didn't don't see remember it. the last episode. And I think episode seven. I missed those two. Okay. So are we going to spoil anything if we talk about the latest episode? Uh, no, you can't spoil that show. Go ahead. Well, we know how Stephen feels. I think I heard I'm a spoiler sure. uh, today. Uh, Kaz learned to shoot, so I'm guessing he actually hit something in the last episode. <laughs> um, I don't think so. Sorry. I'm I love you. You think the... Um, the Mandalorian's crew really can't shoot either. There was only three of those winged beasts out there. <laughs> oh, that was hilarious, man. It's like they're going to take out a bunch of stormtroopers and they got these little winged pterodactyls tearing them up. <laughs> they can't hit them. These giant winged pterodactyls, and you you can't hit them with automatic weapons. Oh, well, well, it was dark out. Well, we'll, get well, to that. we'll get that to dark and not to hit us. I know. We'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> So, um, courtesy of StarWars.com, we got four fun facts about the latest episode of Resistance called Station to Station. Uh, Let's see how... Number one, similar in design. Does the Titan look familiar? Uh, well, they said it in the in the show, in the episode. More than it, It's basically a, a copy of the Colossus. It's the same type of vehicle. But I'm looking at the... Uh, at the Titan, as compared to the Colossus, the Titan's bottom looks a lot like a Star Destroyer. Yeah. It so could it, just be a newer, older model, one or the other. Could be. Um, so they say uh, the station shares the same basic shape and proportions as, as the Colossus, since it's the same type of vessel, uh, plus elements from other First Order ships and Star Wars Rebels Imperial Sky Strike Academy can also be seen in the Titan's design. Yeah. I want to know, though, does the, can the Titan move? Because that may be the difference with the bottom. Because the bottom section, if you look of the Colossus, the difference in the design is where the engines sit. Right. The Titan doesn't show the engines. So maybe that's a stationary station where the Colossus is more of actually a um, space-bearing vessel. It's a Good. vessel. But is it a nuclear vessel mm-hmm. in Alameda? In the strings again. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Crossing streams. Sorry. Um, I don't know. Well, look, look at the Death Star. How does it move? There's no engine shown there or Starkiller Space, but they moved. No, Starkiller doesn't move. They just shoot across through hyperspace. They can shoot wherever they want from where they're at. They're station. It's a planet. You're going to move a planet? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you move the planet, it falls apart. Uh, uh, but I... 
But but it's modified. I mean, it's been turned into a base. But remember, the whole idea of Starkiller Base was the fact that it would fire through hyperspace and hit any target anywhere. Because okay. remember, they were sitting on Takodana and watched the beam fly through the um, through space uh, past them. Yeah, there's a lot of hand waving going on there. Yeah, well, <laughs> like uh, you know, magically being able to see Hosnian Prime from Takadana. <laughs> yeah, well, it could have been in the same system. Yeah, but just the whole—I mean, just the whole thing—is you know, a giant they cut into a planet and it eats the energy off of a sun and shoots the energy. You know, the whole thing is. So if you're gonna buy, if you're gonna buy into that premise, you might as well just go in deep. <laughs> If you look too deep, it starts to fall apart. Don't look so deep. Just have fun with the story. Adventure. Yeah. Let the adventure be an adventure. It's not Star Trek. We don't have to actually explain it through science. Yeah, but if you have rules, it's okay. It's okay to have rules within the universe as long as you're following those rules. Yeah. And the thing is, I was pretty sure that the Death Star moved. Yeah, Death Star. Yes. Right. It moved. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. the second one but would have too. Right. Yeah, we were if, talking the Star Killer does not, as far as we know. But then again, they would have had to have some idea of something to do because once the Star Killer kills the sun, it's around. What now? It has to go exactly. to another. Has to go to another system. Yeah. Mm. Unless, I mean, unless so, they have a way of using gravity and allow, uh, I don't know, maybe allow gravity to they can harness gravity to move it. I mean, it's a big enough something that big. Although we're talking about using it, Earth, just turn the shield on and it's safe. You know that. Hand waving right there. It's got a shield on. We're good to go. Hyperdrive. There you go. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Good. Uh, number two, Colossus to Titan. Originally, the Titan was supposed to have the exact same geometry and layout as the Colossus, um, but they had concern that it would be too confusing. So the Titan design was changed to a distinct first order version to keep the ship similar but unique. I, I, okay. They thought people would be confused even though it's full of stormtroopers. The Colossus is not full of stormtroopers. Mm. Yeah. Uh, number three, technician fashion. We first saw Star Wars technicians wear a bright orange vest on the Corsican engineer seen in the Clone Wars season three episode of Heroes on Both, both Sides. Uh, here, Kaz and Niku carry out that proud fashion legacy. First thing I thought was Matt the Technician from Saturday yeah. Night Live <laughs> when I saw it. The funny thing is, Nico and Kaz think they're going to blend in around the station. If, if you watch that entire episode, the only people in the orange vest like this are the two of them. There's no other technicians anywhere in that <laughs> that we've seen. Yeah. Everybody else yeah. or a stormtrooper. <laughs> yeah. And you blend in. Yeah. Um... So number four is Hating on Hux. An earlier version of the story had Kaz uh, buttering up to Hux, appealing to his ego in order to slip past him. Uh, instead, a slow, seething anger towards him related to um, the Hosean cataclysm was deemed to be more appropriate. That was the one cool thing about this episode was actually getting a chance to see Hux. Yeah. Yeah. They use the they say they use the same actor. Was that Donald Gleason? Uh I'm not sure. I was gonna say it kinda sounded yeah. like it. But there's some great mimics in Hollywood, so Yeah. True. Be half a second I'll have it looked up. I'm almost there. I'll beat you to it. So good. I'm just going through IMDb. General Hux was done by Ben Pendergast. Pendergast. Okay. So, nope, it was not him, but very close. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, we know Steven hasn't seen it, but the rest of y'all, any thoughts on uh, this week's episode? Mm, not really. Okay. <laughs> That's like a lot of other episodes where it's entertaining, fun to watch. But it's not what you expect. What you expect from watching like Clone Wars Rebels, where it's deep dive into the mythology of Star Wars, and they, so this is more on the. This is more designed for a younger audience, where it's fun and you can actually yeah. learn about Star Wars and what's going on in the universe. But it's not going to answer all the questions of what's out there and things. Right. right. Well, then moving on, let's talk Mandalorian. Oh yeah, episodes. Well, chapter seven because they go by chapters, not episodes. Chapter seven dropped today as we're recording uh which is wednesday the 18th normally we don't say what they were recording but we typically record on on wednesdays um i do have to say as it starts now this is gonna be spoilers for everybody if you've not seen mandalorian give it a couple seconds here because i must have my moment of silence for quill <laughs> i love that what little about the blurg it killed they killed all the blurgs i think every single blurg died in that episode 
No. Yep. Got eaten. Oh, that's right. Yeah, they got pterodactyls, ate them, then they shot Quill's Blurg. I, I think they're all dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the question is, is Quill truly dead? Oh, yeah. He was smoking I mean, on the grass. <laughs> Is he smoking? I'm going to say, yeah, I'm going to say dead. What was that, Kylan? But was he smoking like uh, Uncle Owen and not Baru smoking? Nah, we (laughs) can't have that much still. (laughs) Too soon? Too soon? Sorry. (laughs) I've thought about buying Owen and Aunt Baru um, two-pack blister card action figure, where it's just like a little bit of ash in the card. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, I want the one that says... Yeah. <laughs> the empty bubble. Yeah. <laughs> is, that, is that like buying the Alderon Lego set where you don't put it together? Well, no, well the other good one. Oh! Right? The, the, other, the other good one is the Alderon uh, play set, and it's all lava rock. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Man. we have a death count of blurred at three. We have one quill dead. We have, Warner Hurts is uh, dead. <laughs> yeah. And not by and, the Mandalorian. Yeah. Smuggler's Guild uh, bar is toast. <laughs> so, like, those, yeah. the Death Troopers open fire in that bar, right? And oh, they, they kill all their own people. <laughs> yeah. Well, death Troopers are the only Stormtroopers that can actually hit something. That's how you become a Death Troopers. You can actually hit the target somewhere. It, they somewhere exactly hit the right target. <laughs> well, here, here's the... Those are sacrifices. See, I don't, I don't think they're killing their own people. I, I mean, nothing said Herzog's character. Well, I guess he did report directly too. So I guess, well, okay, well no. I guess, I guess the question yes. would be: No, we we had the um, different uh, groups of rebellion prior to a New Hope. Are, are we having that now? Different factions of of former Imperials trying to form a new Imperial to take over the government? Well, there was a difference. All of the Herzog stormtroopers were all dirty, but all of Moff Gideon's stormtroopers had, like, spotless clean armor, even the white stormtroopers. Yeah, if I remember right, right now, the um, the Empire's been defeated, but there are still pockets of the actual Empire still there, and I think that's where the Moff is from. Where Herzog war right. in the realm of a warlord. Yeah. Troopers well, I think he more- was... I think he's more of just a petty little underling, and Moff yeah. Gideon just didn't care. <laughs> I think that's what all the warlords are—the ones they call the warlords, the, the former imperial officers yeah. and stuff. They tried to and just mercenary style bought, hired up whatever troopers was left. Because if you so, when you see them walking into town, um, the troopers are just kind of hanging out. They're not none of them actually look like they're acting like troopers. I love seeing that. That was awesome. Okay, so I I gotta ask real quick. Uh, Quill appeared in which episodes? Uh, this one? Chapter two, episode one. Was he in one? Uh, I think yeah, it was in one. Yeah, see, what was one? So one, two, one, two, and then seven. And then, yeah. Okay, yeah, one, two, and seven. So yeah, he's he's dead. Well, according to um, IMDb, they say Nick Nolte's only in three episodes. Yeah, yeah. So, so I guess my question is: Was that actually Nick Nolte in the outfit? And they no, just no, they CGI'd? have, a, they have was... a different person in the suit. Yeah, but I think okay. they're capturing oh, his facial I... movements and using that to CGI the face. Okay, I, I see it here. It says he was just the voice. Now, one thing I noticed is when we see Moff Gideon show up. There's no spur sound effect noises when he's walking. So I think that mysterious stranger thing from Chapter 5 is somebody else. Because I know there was a lot of people saying they thought that was Moff Gideon, but he didn't use the spur sound. Yeah. If he's a yeah, he's obviously legit yeah. well he's obviously a legit moth which because he's got the um death troopers and at that at this point a moth is not gonna be the guy that shows up by himself after taking someone out. Right. He has well, people right. do that. He has a whole squad of death troopers. I mean, come on. Uh, <laughs> a lot of other people were saying too is Boba Fett with the Spurs in, in chapter five. And and it's already been said Fett's not in this season at all. Yeah. yeah. That that doesn't mean he's not in season two. <laughs> True. But I is oh I I'm I'm still sticking with with the one I believe and that's Cad Bane. Yeah, I'm good with either of those. I'm but just I, gonna, I don't know. If we'll see him. Just gonna, no, I want to see Stinger. Fett in this 
I don't want Boba Fett in this at all. Oh. Sabina, I, Sabina would not mind having this. Fett, no. Yeah. Well, the thing with Boba Fett, if you watch, they're actually trying to, not just this show, but in general, they've stayed away from Boba Fett as much as they can. Right. Because um, remember, we keep saying, up until before the prequels, Boba Fett had like three lines in all of Star Wars. He was on screen like five minutes. Everything that people thought they know about Boba Fett was all fan theory that actually somehow everybody thought, took as this is the way it is. Yeah. Really, he was. I mean, we were watching Empire tonight. If you look at his armor, it is really, really beat up. Like, it, right. it's like he doesn't come out of battles without a scratch. And if you watch the movies, the two movies, he really didn't fight all that well. He just happened to have the right idea on how to find Han. Mm-hmm. Right. From the evidence you see on screen, he's not that big of a bear. I mean, he's not like a um, but, bigger than afraid of. <laughs> but if Boba Fett were to show up on the show, it's the opportunity to actually give him something to do and to actually be cool instead of just look cool. <laughs> True. Yeah. You know, I like that. <laughs> Otherwise, he's just, you know, still in the belly of the Sarlacc. <laughs> True. I think I'm going to leave him for now. You can. Who who'd you say the person that you knew on uh, Mandalorian? Uh, Molly Miller. She was only in episode sleeve. Okay. Yeah, she was Jawa. All right, because the name of the performer who did Quill is Misty Rose, Roses. So she yeah. played a Jawa. Did she get to eat the egg? I don't know. I've not got a chance to ask her yet. <laughs> She's a fun girl. I want to know what it tasted like. <laughs> <laughs> Chicken. Uh, Molly, Cadbury. That actually came from the Cleveland area and moved out to L.A. a couple years ago. She, it tastes like chicken. Yeah. It tastes like chicken once you cook it. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, try start off. What did you What did you think about Baby Yoda doing the force choke and choking Kara? That, that was interesting. That was pretty dark. <laughs> It's like, okay, yeah, but obviously, you know, this child is force capable Mm -hmm. and is able to do both sides because it's just it's just raw. It's just raw force ability. There's no he training. doesn't have right. a teacher. His teacher's a bounty hunter who's going well, around yeah. killing people and shooting with flamethrowers. And, and, and he does. This is his dad here, and you know he's like, "Hey, I just hurt people for a living." Well, he, he also he doesn't. Was, he doesn't know right from wrong. No, he's working on instinct. Yeah. So, so and what happens trying. when he force chokes so. a bad guy? Is the Pandalorian just going to let him kill some guy because he's a bad guy? He's like, "Oh yeah, you can sure force that guy." <laughs> Well, you got to go to the dark side. <laughs> that doesn't necessarily. See, uh, baby Yoda doing force lightning. <laughs> oh, I don't know. If, um, dark side to do the force choke. Remember, Luke uses it in Return of the Jedi. I don't, and I don't know how much the Mandalorian would actually know dark side versus light side. That's not really his world. Yeah, he's really? just like, this is cool. As long as you just hurt the right people, keep doing it. You know, you're doing a good job, little guy. <laughs> I don't even know exactly what the baby's doing. I mean, I don't like if if memory serves me right, like on the spectrum of like light to dark choke, (laughs) it's sort of like kind of just it's enough to keep him gray. Whereas I think if he starts throwing lightning, that's definitely <laughs> leaning more towards it. So I think if he's choking and you're like, wait, 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 no, no, just it's okay. You know, you can bring him back to the edge. If he goes beyond choking, you're going to have a problem. I'm just saying. <laughs> you can always argue that a choke could be used to disable. Well, right. Uh, In the same episode, he did force heal after he did the force choke. So that negated the two things. He's he's sure. broke even there. Right. He's good. He got his dark side point. Yeah. Then he got his light side right. points back. Sure. <laughs> So we still don't know how he's going to be when he fights Darth Revan at the end of Knights of the Old Republic. Yeah. Oh, wait, sorry. <laughs> what, huh? <laughs> still one of the good Star Wars games of all time. So um, I was going to say, what about the TIE fighter that the Moth has? That was that- cool. Do we have a model for that one? Do you know, do you know what it is? It's not a standard TIE fighter, obviously. Oh, no. Wasn't it just a standard TIE fighter, but his wings folded? Yeah. The modified TIE? And I was wondering, like, is, land, is it's it. like to just an upgraded TIE, or do, do all of them have wings that can fold, just nobody ever needs that, to land on the ground? 
That's what that's what I questioned. Uh, uh, but you look what at what the Tie Fighter Advanced look like. Uh, it had always yeah, the curvings. It's the shirt. Oh yeah, that was the one that uh, that uh, competed with the X Wing, right? Because it had the well, the Advanced Tie was Vader's Tie, right? Okay. Right. I thought that was Imperial's well, tie. Vader's was an advanced TIE fighter. Okay. But um, well, we, in, in Rebels, we, we see an advanced TIE that the, that the Inquisitors the use. TIE Defender? No, not the, the, the TIE Defender. Chest, no. Well, we've always seen normal TIEs land on their wings. On their, well, not wings. That but. is true. In Star Wars Rebels, we did see them land upright on the wings. So yeah. if it's something new, yeah. they did. You know, one. What was the TIE Advance that was used in, uh, oh, who had it? Was it the Sith Inquisitor that had it? Mm-hmm. He probably had a special ship. I don't remember what it looked like, though. His his TIE did something. What did you think of IG-11, the babysitter? <laughs> <laughs> now you can well, serve tea. Back, but, yeah. It was well, nice you know, to see him back, but. The Inqu- I, I'm rusting up on the TIE here. And basically, it's just calling. It's not giving it any special name. It's just I don't know. It's just a, a Tie Fighter, but it looks like it's just a special design. Could be. Uh, looking up the Inquisitor's Tie, his was more curved. There was no sharp angles to the wings. It was. It it looks like it's their arcs from a, a circle. Mm-hmm. So they called that a Tie Advanced One. Okay. Where Vader's would have been an advance, too. Okay. So that's your difference. Um, going back to what Steven asked, which was the... Uh, one more time, Steven. IG-11, the babysitter droid. <laughs> I want I want to know what the Mandalorian's beef is about droids. Does it go back to the battle droids or the super destroyers? I that think, would... yeah. Uh, sure. I'm thinking... I'm thinking those things killed his parents and he just hates them. Yeah, that's my guess. Because if you notice, it's not just IG-11. He's been, um, he's got a problem with all droids. Yeah, right. What if Yaddle's the one who saves him? Like, you know, somebody opens up the cellar or whatever and saves him. What if it was Yaddle? And then he sees Yaddle get gunned down by droids. (laughs) So then he's got an extra like for like Yoda species things and an extra hate for droids. So, so you're going with a yad, you're going with a Yaddle theory instead of theory hey, of we don't Obi-Wan. know how Yaddle died. She Yaddle disappeared from Revenge of the Sith. She just disappeared. wasn't there no more because she got gunned down trying to save the Mandalorian. <laughs> <laughs> was she, she, um, episodes two and three. I think she was only in Phantom Menace. Yeah, uh, yeah been in. I thought she appeared. Yeah. I thought, Give me a minute. I thought she appeared in the Council for uh, episodes three. Uh, let me bring Wikipedia on it. Because it'll have her appearances. Yaddle. See, the other theory has been that it was Obi-Wan that saved him. Yeah. Co- oh, no. Yeah. If he seemed like people waving lightsabers around and stuff, he'd have some memory of Jedi, though. Yeah, I would think so. He seems clueless about the Force. He's got yeah. no idea what that is. True. Yeah, Yaddle's only been, it was only in The Phantom Menace. Intriguing. <laughs> yeah, I'm flipping through the IMDb so I can, or not the IMDb, the um, Wikipedia, to see what it says about what happened after the Battle of Naboo. So in this final episode, do you think they're going to kill Mo- uh, Moff Gideon off? Or is he going to, like, escape and become, you know, ongoing villain? I I would, I, personally, yeah, I, I want to see him escape and be part of a, a small story arc at the start of season two. I have a feeling they might I just too. kill him just to make it neat and tidy and then give us like another stinger of that weird guy with the, the spurs on his feet. Cad bait. <laughs> I, I assume. Hey, could be Plony, you know, trying to do that episode of Clone Wars he's never able to do where Cad Bane yeah. fought Boba Fett. Maybe he's going to fight the Mandalorian now instead. <laughs> That'll make up for it. Guys, on that is, it's a little late in the series to bring in a character that um, you're hoping everybody. I mean, all the major Star Wars fans are going to re- remember it. But this show is being seen by a very wide variety of people. Also, there's a lot of people that are watching this that are not huge into Star Wars. I've never seen Clone Wars and stuff. Well, so you get you know, this most of them, no idea who this is. You go back right. to Marvel; they had all kinds of stingers, and people had to Google it to find out what this meant or what that meant. Going back to when yeah. they start teasing Thanos, you know. You build no, up to it. I'm gonna do this. I'm just saying. Yeah, but you, but you know, it, it's 
it's the internet age. People can Google. People will Google. So it doesn't matter. I was like, there's probably 98% of the audience had no idea that Dave Floney was that X-Wing pilot in the last, that one episode, you know? That was, well, no, I don't think anyone except for diehards realized that all three X-Wing pilots were directors of the show. Yeah. Yeah, I had to, I had yeah. to find that one out later. I didn't realize all three. I was like, I recognize Floney. I recognize yeah, and then in the credits, they showed who the other two were. When I saw who that, that was Floney, I figured the other two were cameos also, so I looked it up. So I knew <laughs> someone. I just didn't know. Because everybody in that episode was a cameo from something. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, practically. I didn't know that was Clancy Brown until I heard the laugh. I heard uh, the voice sounded oh. it right, but he didn't oh. look right. But I didn't realize he's, he's getting older and it matches what he looks like when he shaves because I'm so used to seeing him with a goatee. Yeah. So seeing him yeah. clean shaven threw either, me off. Either a goatee or a beard. And it, yeah. to recognize who the uh, freighter pilot or the uh, prison pilot was. I picked that up right away. I didn't. I had no idea, even though I knew what Matt Lanter looked like. I, I didn't pick it on it, up on it at all until I heard somebody point it out. And I was like, oh, I can't believe I missed that. Yeah. I cheated. I saw an article on who everybody was. <laughs> I noticed him right away. <laughs> so how do we think the final uh, final episode's going to be? There's only one thing I know for certain, and that's IG-11 is going to show up and save him some, to some extent. He's going to get all mad that Quill died. He's like going to go kill her again and just like wipe people out. You killed my daddy. Quill said that the IG-11 would protect. Right. We didn't well, see he's it. a little late on the protection thing, so now it's yeah. revenge time. <laughs> His eyes are going to turn red. Here's a question for you guys. Yeah. Here's my, question. Here's my question for you guys. What upset you more, seeing Quill on the ground dead or seeing Baby Yoda laying on the ground? Yeah, when he dropped Yoda, I was like, if my first thought was like, Quill dropped Yoda? What the hell? And then he's like, oh, he's dead. Okay, that's yeah. why. More than any other baby I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, no, no my kid. first thought was like, Quill like dropped Yoda. Is like, I'm going to drop him here and keep flying and they'll chase me. And then it's like, oh, no, no, he, he's dead. <laughs> my, first, yeah. my first thought was, go be on the ground like that. <laughs> Because you, well, you got to remember, back in the Mos Eisley docking bay, when the, they shoot at the Mandalorian, the Mandalorian throws the baby and dives out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, he, he, the, is he really a baby? He's 50 years old. I'm just saying. Yeah, but how yeah, but, old but, baby? <laughs> you got to remember. But, you know, well, I guess uh, technically he's a toddler since he can walk around now. He's in the walk around stage. So I guess he's a toddler. Uh, yeah. You know, but isn't it interesting? Quill says he's not a clone. Yeah. Yes. Well, he doesn't think he's a clone, but. Right. Well, they're never going to find out what his species is anyways, because nobody knows. I don't even think Yoda knew what his species was. <laughs> no. Dave's probably had that conversation with George. I don't think George Lucas knows what species he is. <laughs> Like, I don't know. They, I didn't know. I just made it up. Okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> I like the theory that actually Yoda species is actually the Wills. And no one no. this whole time. Yeah, no. <laughs> Hopefully not. Hey, George, what species is Yoda? Green. <laughs> <laughs> I like Bob to think that, that they're like, a, that, that he actually comes from like the Star Wars version of the Wu-Tang Clan. Because they're this whole planet, and like the like they they're so in touch with the force that they're sort of like you know they're sort of like Wu Tang, you know they 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 are but they aren't, and it's just that deep, you know. Well, Think about it. He just sits there straight chilling. You know, one day he's chilling, drinking broth. The other day he's choking someone. You got to think about that. <laughs> That's the other one. Looking around makes him a toddler. You go to the choke stage. What do you become? <laughs> <laughs> well, here's another thought. The Mandalorian's gonna grow old and die, and Yoda's still a little kid. <laughs> He's never gonna grow up in his lifetime. How many dads is he gonna have before he finally grows up? <laughs> we will find out in uh theoretically Yoda baby Yoda will outlive all of us and still be baby Yoda because he's never going to grow up. <laughs> See, it, it, I mean, Yoda didn't get crotchety until he was like about 900. So 
Yeah, really. Yeah. You know? True. I want to know is 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 the baby gonna grow up and and talk the same way Yoda does, or is that or is that something that has to be learned? Uh, I don't know because we never we never heard. Uh, yeah, Yaddle was just standing there most of the time. Yeah, yeah. So he never spoke. Mm-hmm. That'll be an interesting decision they'll have to make, especially when we hear Yoda's first words, Baby Yoda's first words. Uh, <laughs> but it, uh, it's a fa- it's a- it's a family show, so I can't say what I want to say. Wu <laughs> Tang. <laughs> oh, um, Cara Dune seeing seeing Mandalorian go back to slowly gather this team. I had a feeling with yeah, the way that was cool. shows so far where um, he worked with Quill for a couple episodes. He worked with Cara Dune. You can see he's working with people that he was making relationships and trusting that I had a feeling somehow they're yeah. coming back to build like a crew, like a Magnificent yeah. Seven, maybe. Mm. Now, someone, Four, seven. someone help me out here. Somebody said that um, Cara Dune is from the expanded universe. Nah, she's a new character. Okay, what I thought. So, it, why would then people think she's from the expanded universe? I haven't well, her, heard that one yet. Her name does sound kind of familiar, but it, it's uh, it's, it's a not name. spelled the same way a Kanan's last name was, is it? No, it's D U N E. Yeah, D U N E. I just pulled it up on the um, Wikipedia. The only appearance that she's got is the two episodes of Mandalorian. So. Mm-hmm. Maybe in the third one, in the eighth one also, but they're not going to have it listed here until after it happens. Yeah. Well, that's probably some wild conspiracy theory. Oh, no, she, oh, she changed her name. What we think she really oh. is. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. IMDb has her listed as being in three episodes. Yeah. But Wikipedia is not going to put it up until after well, she's actually there. Yeah, true. This is true. So everyone's thought of episode seven. Or chapter seven. I liked it. I think it really amped things up. Now I'm excited to see how that last one's going to end. Episode. I just kept saying like, what and who and and making weird noises and just. <laughs> I want to know. I liked the, it when, uh, when like, that, little Yoda that, was healing Carl Weathers, and Carl Weathers like he's going to eat me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was fantastic. That one killed great. me. That was good. <laughs> he was surprised that the baby was a carnivore. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's going to eat me. I'm injured. He's going to eat me. <laughs> yeah, there was just all kinds of cool stuff in there. The man, I'm still saying the Mandalorian is the best Star Wars Disney has made yet. Mm. Ooh, nah, that's bold. Better than Rogue <laughs> One? See... Yeah, yeah I, I, I love Rogue One now. I just, okay. <laughs> I Rogue One, but I'm gonna say I sure, I, I refuse I, to say that this, this is Disney made. This is the Disney well, Disney Lucasfilm era, but it's still Lucasfilm yeah. that's doing it, not Disney. Now, I'll admit, baby Yoda's the cutest thing they've ever made. I'll give them that. <laughs> Better than Porgs. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, I'll agree with that. I don't know how my I mean, daughter. I think. Take that. I think. I'd... Oh, come on! You, I'm waiting for Star Wars Celebration. They bring up Puppet Yoda on stage, and he's gonna waddle out there, all of eight inches tall, and everybody's just gonna freak. Yeah, they, they freaked <laughs> out when they saw BB-8 roll on stage. Wait till Baby Yoda waddles on stage as a little puppet. Actually, right. <laughs> You didn't know he was a robot. He's a, you know what? He's going to come out next year, and he's going to be the hot toy for 2020. On it right now. Probably will be. So what's, y'all, what's y'all's opinion of the season so far? I'm loving it. I I will say that the one of the things I really love about this season is like okay it, it's it's one part western one part samurai mm. movie and mm. like one part everything I love about Star Wars I, I, and now I and now know maybe that's all the same thing but I, I come away from every episode wanting to go and watch an Akira Kurosawa movie. It's, you know, and I, I, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm pleasant. I was pleasantly surprised by the series. Cause I didn't, I went into this, not sure what to expect. Um, but it's different. It, it is a different type of star Wars story, but at the same time is still very true to the source. Yeah. 
Right, yeah. The thing is, I think what makes this, since the beginning we've said this, I think what makes this feel so much like Star Wars and and, it, and everything fits just right is Dave Filoni. And the fact that George Lucas himself told, taught Dave Filoni how to tell Star Wars stories. You know what, so, as cool as Dave it, is, I'm going to throw is, some credit to John Favreau because I think John Favreau is the one coming up with the like crazy, stupid ideas and, and Filoni's just like shaking his head. Yeah, okay, whatever, John, we'll do it. Favreau coming up with these great ideas. to John Yeah, well, it's... Favreau coming up with all these great ideas and Floney's okay. Well, that's how this is how that idea works in this universe. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I could see, see Dave yeah. finagling it, I, making it work. Because, you know, John's like over here, I want him to climb up a, a sand crawler, and the Jaws are like throwing things at him. And Dave's like, oh my God, how are we going to make this work? <laughs> and it works. I mean, it, yeah. That's what would Jawas do. That that is exactly how Jawas are gonna try and fight you. You know, they're gonna be sitting throwing junk at you as you're trying to climb up the side of their sand crawler. Hey, I'm just happy that Jawas got were able to have enough money to buy a Tesla Cyberbus. <laughs> you know what? You're right. <laughs> well, have you, did you see the things the thing going around? Um, now there's rumors that oh now. They're going to get rid of Kathleen Kennedy and have Dave Filoni and John Favreau take. I don't see that happening. No. Not anytime We've soon. Been... I could see him no. eventually, no. maybe. We've could... been calling that a while, but except the other way around, that um, we know Iger's stepping out, and it looks like they may be actually moving Kennedy up. Yeah, but we've also said, too, keeping Kennedy head of of, of Lucasfilm and, and making her, you know, where, where she she's in, you know, in charge of the whole company. Mm-hmm. But let, yeah, but now. But, but now, put Filoni in as the Kevin Feige and give him creative control. Yeah, but now they're throwing John Fagan along because of what he's done with the Mandalorian. Yeah, but I don't know if to be locked into that, you know? I would say. But that's too hot. <laughs> I, I would say let Favreau take over uh, Benning Off and Wise's project since they they left to go be exclusive with Netflix. Yeah, I don't cool. know. I don't know if anybody's going to get their project because I think it was something they wanted to do. And then I think they didn't like their idea and they wanted to change it. And that's why they left is they didn't want to compromise whatever it was they wanted to do. So I'm not even sure that's going to be a thing. Okay, then do we give tell Favreau, hey, go tackle uh, the old republic? No, no, no. Favreau needs to go 200 years into the future when Baby Yoda grows up. I'm going to get Baby Yoda (laughs) lightsaber, and it's going to be the Baby Yoda Chronicles, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's going to be Teenage Yoda, though, I I guess, by then. I I say we (laughs) get Favreau to do... uh, to do a, a, a series of um, of a Black Squadron. Yeah, since I'm not going to get either Rogue or Wraith Squadron, if you give me a Black, let, let's see him get a Black Squadron series, since I'm not going to get, uh, since I'm, it doesn't look like we're getting Howling Commandos. I'm sorry, that's over at another show, but you know what I'm talking hey, about. I, I, <laughs> some kind of X-Wing Squadron show would be awesome. I that will, would be cool. I will. They have- Read Alphabet Squadron. It's the new newer novel that came out this past year. No, no, no. I want TV show or movie here. Well, no, but <laughs> read Alphabet Squadron because they already did crossovers with the, with the comics and stuff. That's ready to go. That all they got to do is move that into the TV now because it Alphabet. is a, a huh Alphabet Squadron. Okay. It's, yeah, it, but it feels if like people real- make TV shows. They don't want to read books. You know, they just want to do their own thing. I. If we get a Black Squadron series, yeah, I want it to have an opening that almost repl- replicate or duplicates Black Sheep Squadron. Yes, I want the. Now, when we say I Black Squadron, we talking are we talking Poe Dameron and Snap Wesley Black Squadron yeah. or yes, New- yeah, okay, and it doesn't even necessarily have to be that iteration. It could be I don't know uh, the group after or the group before because no, I know Black we're not Squadron the- is that group. Is that group? Yeah, that's what the whole. Yeah, but that's Poe Dameron, about, you know, he Poe got Dameron promoted. He's commander now. Snap well, could know, be the new leader. True. 
Oh, but oh, I, I know. Want, I want to hear the air raid siren go off. Everyone rushing to their X wings. I, I want. I want a complete duplication of Robert Conrad's Black Sheep Squadron TV show. That intro as the intro for Black Squadron. I lo- uh, dude, now I'm not going to sleep tonight. Thank you, because <laughs> I'm going to be thinking about how awesome that would be. No, it doesn't matter. Favreau's not going to be able to work on anything else because he's going to be too busy doing. Um, all the upcoming holiday specials he wants to work on. <laughs> well, Favreau has so many things going out there. That's why I said I don't think he's going to be moving up into a management position in the company. Yeah, no, yeah. He, well, he's not going to be locked into Star Wars, and that's well, all he can do. He's got maybe one more Marvel movie in him because, you know, we got one more Spider-Man, and, you know, he's still happy, you know. So, okay. Okay. I don't know if his con- I don't know if his contract is uh is complete yet though. So. Deborah Chow is one of the directors on The Mandalorian, right? And she's getting bumped up to do the Obi Wan show. So yeah, I say so. we bump up Rick Famuyiwa, have him do the, the Black Squadron show. Oh, well, I'm trying to find call. for Killing thing. I've actually heard a name for someone that actually may be moving that direction, and I'm trying to find her name. I guess she was J.J. Um, Abrams' assistant, and she's one of the oh. that are running around. And she's what been working it? as like Kathleen unit director, I think. I possibly I'm looking to see if I can find her name anywhere, but I guess she's been working directly with Kennedy for a lot of things right now. And I don't remember her name off the top of my head, but the, it looks like um, the la- the latest rumor I heard was um, she and Filoni working the company together, possibly. And we're supposed to be from um, other podcasts and stuff also have picked up on this one that we may be seeing something real early next year, like January, February of different things that may be changing and what's happening with the company from here forward after Skywalker comes out. Victoria Mahoney, is that who you're thinking of? Possibly. That sounds familiar. That's the lady who's second unit director on The Rise of Skywalker. Okay. Well, I guess she was um, JJ's assistant for a while also, so I don't know. Okay. Well, um, I guess to continue on. In the conversation, I'm happy. (laughs) To continue on with Mandalorian talk. Merchandise for the child is here. Uh, Hasbro has announced a whole new line of child products uh, that are all available for pre-order and will be shipping beginning in May of 2020. Now, are they giving you a blank box with just a card in it? (laughs) (laughs) Pre-order, you get an email. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but you can't put it on that and put it under the tree. Well, you could. You put it in an envelope, print it out, put it in an envelope, put it under the tree. <laughs> uh, also, there's going to be a poster book, new toys and plushes inspired by the character that are available for pre order on shopdisney.com. The t shirts you could get now? Uh, no. <laughs> Please don't. Those Vicky look just horrible. Last weekend. Well, she Vicky picked up one for box lunch this past weekend. Box lunches is fine. The stuff from Shop Disney is horrible. Ah, okay. Absolutely horrible. Um, now you can pre-order your copy of the poster book on shopdisney.com and it releases it had released uh this past Tuesday, the 17th. Uh, also, too, Hasbro's Star Wars The Black Series Child Figure stars at, uh, stands at just 1.12 inches tall, uh, but has really nice detail, multiple points of articulation, and includes a bone broth cup, a ball, and a tasty sorghum frog. <laughs> uh, then also Hasbro is coming out with a talking plush, which this thing does not look like it's pl- like a plush type thing. Um the talking plush will also be complete with character sounds, a broth bowl, and a sorghum frog as well. And it's supposed to talk, uh, as I just said. Then there's the bounty collection, which includes two packs. Well, I say, if I if I remember, right, I saw a video somewhere of that plush one of the prototype, and it basically just coos and makes all those types of noises. It doesn't actually uh, talk. Uh, then there's the Bounty Collection, uh, which is two packs featuring the 2.2-inch collectible figures in six on poses, like sipping soup, uh, swaddled in a blanket, holding the ball, uh, eating a frog, reaching out to try and help, uh, and then there are a couple other poses. Uh, there is a 6.5-inch figure that will provide posable fun. Um, and right now, you, for Hasbro products, you can order, pre-order at Hasbro Pulse. 
Kohl's, Walmart, Target, Amazon, GameStop, Best Buy, Disney Store, Entertainment Earth, Big Bad Toy Store, Dorkside, and EB Games. Uh, in February will be a Funko Child Pop and a 10-inch Super Size Pop. Yeah, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next one was sleeping at Hasbro. That allowed this to happen. Then there's the Mattel 11-inch Child Plush comes out in 2020. It's a vinyl head plush. Mm-hmm. Someone at Hasbro was sleeping to allow Mattel to make a toy for Star Wars. And it's shipping in 2020. But you notice the the one that Hasbro has that's got the cooing and whatnot is almost the exact same size. And yeah. Almost the same look. This was actually one of the first ones that was announced. Yeah. Oh yeah. Then Hasbro later announced theirs. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Buffalo Games has a puzzle available for pre-order on Amazon. Uh, Then you have different shirts that are available on Amazon, designed by humans, Hot Topic, Zazzle, 80s Tees, Walmart. Uh, Like I said, don't bother with the ones from ShopDisney.com because they are horrible design. The fourth one down is actually the one my wife picked up this past weekend at Hot Box Lunch. This Box Lunch is a hot topic. It's basically you get the same one in either one of them. Yeah. Um, Box Lunch is a gentler hot topic. Some of the shirts you see in the story are from from there or yeah. also on shop Disney. Uh, but they also have phone cases like they've got one that says protect, act, attack, a snack. Um, then there's a child on board card card mo- magnet. God, if I could talk right. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah, some of this is like, uh, yeah, no. The one just, weird thing is scroll through this. It's the same for every one of these. It looks like they went to T public, just made a couple adjustments. It put it on everything. Yeah. I think it's all most of it with the child. Most of it's the exact same stuff everywhere. And it, and it does look like T public or cafe press stuff. Now I'm looking at the link from uh shop Disney. Not only do they have, just the child, but it's also listing like the Mandalorian stuff. And I've seen the baseball cap that looks like Mando's helmet in person, and that's a gorgeous looking helmet or a gorgeous looking hat. I mean, they do the same. They've done the same thing with Boba Fett and with Jango Fett, and those look okay. But Mando, his looks probably the best of them all. Um, they also sell a like a cosplay sweatshirt as well, which looks <laughs> awesome. It's absolutely awesome. Uh, okay, the winner for the be- for the best Mando shirt for the moment, and I made the mistake of going to Woot.com again. <laughs> oh, another no. new one. Oh no! <laughs> oh, it's not gonna let me just that figures. They have one that's basically um, the Mandalorian holding the baby up on Pride Rock. <laughs> that's, <laughs> yeah. that's funny. That's Dude, funny. Woot all over this stuff. I mean, as soon as this dropped, they had stuff up here. Oh yeah. So anyway, that's gonna wrap up Mandalorian. Uh, pretty much for the year. So I don't think we're talking about next week when we do uh, the review of the movie. But how about this? Yeah, because I don't. I think when we record next week is when the well the show will drop next when we record next week. Because we're not recording on Wednesday because of Christmas Eve. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Or, yeah, Wednesday is day. <laughs> excuse me, Christmas Day. So, um, how about introducing Rin in Marvel's Rise of Kylo Ren? There is a new character, uh, who will sliny, uh, call, hold on, sorry, hiding sneezes. Um, he goes born out of the flames as artist Will Sliney puts it uh, as the leader of the Knights of Ren in the opening pages of Star Wars, the rise of Kylo Ren number one, which is currently coming out. Uh, I guess it comes out, uh, soon. Um, I didn't it come out this week or is uh, it the rise of no. Kylo Ren? Yeah, that came out today and, uh, Empire Send Up number one came out today. True. They send it, mm. I believe it's only a one, it's a one shot. Mm-hmm. If I remember right, it's just a one shot to, to kind of help bring conclusion to Star Wars and Afra and target Vader to get ready to relaunch everything in the new year to be post Empire Strikes Back. Um, but this uh, battle scarred, faceless, featureless, mask wearing person apparently is Ren. And is who the uh, Knights of Ren is named after. And according to Charles Soule, they wanted him to read like a charming Darth Vader, (laughs) which is quite (laughs) intriguing. A charming Darth Vader. Yes. And apparently it's Ren that potentially starts the the revolt at at the Jedi Temple. Mm. Oh. Or, I mean, he or, killed Luke. I imagine that started the revolt. <laughs> wait, he killed Luke? 
kills Luke? I don't remember that. Well, okay, now kill. Well, <laughs> he like brought the the shack down on him. Everybody probably thought he was dead. True. Right. Yeah, I believe that. Yeah. So if that's the case, and that's how Ben ends up with the Knights of Ren and leaving the academy, not realizing Luke was dead, this explains the the mental lapses every everybody has, maybe mm. about what happened with uh with the revolt. Now you're making me think I need to read this before I watch the movie tomorrow. <laughs> and it's out today because I just bought it digitally. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I have to pick mine up. Me too. I, I, I don't know. I mean, looking at these, the, the pages that they're showing here, you know, it shows Luke protecting Solo. It it's, uh, makes you question. It's, it's going to make you question. Hmm. So, uh, and then um, Revenge Rules in Bounty Hunters set for March 2020. The new series coming out, uh, which will be starring Baylor Valance as he seeks revenge on his mentor turned betrayer, Nakano Lash. And I, I think it's cool too. I think I mentioned it last week that Baylor Valance um, was the cocky TIE fighter pilot in uh, in the TIE fighter series. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and it was Solo who went to try to rescue him, and that's the not in the Tie Fighter series in uh, Han Solo and Imperial Cadet. They were in the same flight class together, and it was Solo trying to rescue him, go back and get him when he was told to leave him behind. That got him kicked out of the academy. So uh, I'm kind of looking forward to to the new books coming out. Uh, Bounty Hunters number one arrives March 20th. Uh, The series follows cyborg bounty hunter Barlet Valance as he seeks revenge on Umlash, who has recently resurfaced under mysterious circumstances. But Valance isn't the only mercenary looking for Lash, as he soon finds himself on a collision collision course with Boba Fett, Bosk, and a slew of new killers. And these covers look great for this book. So, uh, we get to see this world through the cybernetic eye of Valance. A bounty hunter with a rich history of his own, and one of the few that could go toe to toe with the likes of Bosk, um, and the rest, and rest assured that he's going to have a lot of a lot of fighting. He's going to be doing a lot of fighting as his jobs take him from some pretty dark places in both the outer rim and in his inner heart, uh, according to uh, I believe Ethan Sachs on this. Yes, Ethan Sachs, former Mighty Marvel Geeks uh, guest. Yeah, we told him he would be something someday. <laughs> That was that was a fun interview. I that was one of those ones that just kind of flowed, you know. Yep. So, y'all's thoughts of Star Wars for the year 2019. I'm not going to say the end of the decade because next year is the end of the decade. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, y'all's I thoughts think- on 2019 and Star Wars without it's seeing- about to have a really good end. I think. <laughs> Yeah. I think it was a lot of waiting, a lot of waiting, a lot of waiting. With so far, since we've not seen Skywalker yet, it had a um, great payoff at the end so far with Mandalorian and um, with what we've got from seeing on Disney Plus. Because the entire year was basically waiting for Disney Plus. True. Yeah. True. Because the rest, really, even the merch that they put out, that it was just like the Hasbro, like always, they just can't figure out how to get the merch out there into the hands of people. Well, I, I think until Triple Force Friday, the merch has been a bit of a disappointment. Yeah. Well, even on Triple Force Friday, it was not the um, best rollout. Well, I, I will say for me, the highlight merch-wise was hearing about the Afro Black Series, the Afro Triple Zero BT1 Black Series figures. Yeah, but have you seen those out of the store anywhere? I have two of them. I have BT1 and I have Afra in person. Yes, you got them not from like the internet? Oh, from store. Yeah. Oh. I, I ordered on the internet from stores that supposedly had them in stock and they were held. And thankfully for me, the, the boxes were in great condition. Because every every triple zero that I've heard about, the boxes have been damaged. I'm like, yeah, I'm not paying full I'm not paying GameStop prices for for a damaged box. Ah, okay. You're going you're getting it from GameStop. I say I've looking at like Walmart and Target, you got like nothing on the shelves. No. I had to go through GameStop. The movie comes out tomorrow as of filming. Walmart has like two pegs with the figures hanging and that's it. There's nothing else. Maybe a couple of old lightsabers that haven't gone anywhere. Yeah. Still sitting there. That's it. It's like, dude, Star Wars opens tomorrow. Where's the merch? There's nothing maybe in this. Maybe they're secretly stocking the shelves right now as we speak. <laughs> <laughs> 
Got so, it. you know, it's going to come out 72 hours before Christmas Day. So there's just going <laughs> this huge rush. It's all going to come out on Sunday night. Just wait. It's going to be ugly. It's going to be beautiful. I'll be there with my camera. <laughs> yeah. sure I got inside you so I can get all of the riots. Just saying. You just got to freak people out and every now and then just say, look, there's a baby Yoda doll. And everybody just like rushes over there, but not there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I see. I think that's what everyone is wanting is a is the baby Yoda, which is not going to come. I'm no, sure you not. can find like a Yoda toy and you can just pretend it's baby Yoda. True. <laughs> Pull its hair yeah. out, you know, just cut off all that gray hair. I saw somebody, I saw somebody uh, post that that you could take if if you're looking for something to do like. No, cookie wise, you, all you have to do is take an angel cookie cutter, yes. put the head yeah. off, and you got baby yo. <laughs> I'm like, decapitate the Christmas angel. Hey, it's dark it, it, baby it, it, Yoda. It's a portal. <laughs> they can be on. Hey, I got him. I got him. There can be only one. So, <laughs> Hey, Clancy Brown was it? I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. I know you guys. I know you guys have seen Highlander, right? You, oh, yeah. Yeah? Oh, yeah. Okay. He he died, and then he came back as a devil guy in Star Wars. There he goes. He. I know his mm-hmm. name. <laughs> <laughs> I got something to say. Spare burnout and fade away. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry. No, I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so not. Sorry, not sorry. Uh, hey, totally. we've been seeing a lot of comedians in The Mandalorian, right? Are we going to yeah. see Will Ferrell show up season two? No, <laughs> please, no. Take your face. No. You'll have him and John C. Riley as pod racing pilots. No. If you ain't first, you last. <laughs> only, only if Farrell's pod racer looks like Wonder Bread with a a a cougar like loath cat on the on the side of his pod. I and you know what? As long as it like it, it flips over, and he comes running out. He takes out. He's running in his underwear. Hey, help me, baby Yoda. <laughs> Skywalker, somebody help me. That's like it's a spoof commercial to promote the show. That's why that's why baby Yoda, fifty years old, is still a baby. Because that's the way Bill Fell remembers him. He doesn't want him to ever grow up. I can see it now. That could be the greatest you, thing ever. You're gonna see Will. No. You're gonna see Will Ferrell and and Bailey in the background of, of a cantina, and you're gonna hear him going, "Sweet baby Yoda, bless us for this food." I want Moses Nights now instead of Talladega Nights. It's Moses Nights. It's Will Ferrell, John C. Riley, and these, these pod racers talking about baby Yoda. <laughs> Oh no! What we what we name is two kids. What's the equivalent of Walker Texas Ranger in that world? I, I don't, you know, I'm just saying, you know. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh my! Any well, final I guess thoughts? With Walker Texas Ranger. <laughs> <sighs> oh. I have to deal with every week on uh, on Geek Watch One, <laughs> and I have no problem with that because Kyle and I just keep going. <laughs> oh. Any final thoughts? I, While our sanity's still here, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna shut up because uh, no, I'm not saying we just I, use- I, I can quote Talladega, Talladega Nights all this, or or um, what what we call that Tatooine Nights all day long. I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> I'm not gonna do it now. <laughs> It's a Maz Eisley nights. What would we call that? I don't even know. No, no, it would be Tattoo or Mos Espa. Mos Espa nights. Yeah. Like I said, building up to the Boutique Classic. See, no. <laughs> I'm just glad to have been allowed to be on the ride for this. That's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to say anymore. <laughs> any, any, other, <laughs> any other final thoughts? I can't. Um, I am looking 
before the uh, episode, the chapter eight of the Mandalorian, but I'm also sad that it's coming because it yeah. will be the end. Yeah, I'm yeah. And all born. It's gonna be. A- I don't know. I mean, honestly, I'm more excited to see the last episode of the Mandalorian right now, just because I watched episode seven. But then tomorrow I'm gonna go see the new Star Wars movie, and it's like. You know, I'm really more excited for Mandalorian right now, but you know, maybe it's a good thing. I I maybe. cannot wait for season two to come back. You know, help bring the show back. Yeah. So, well, on that note, uh, I want to thank everyone for or Kylan and Stephen for joining us this week. Ken and Derek, well, it, it's kind of normal for us to be together anyway. So <laughs> that's what we do on this show. Um, I don't know. Normal, but. Well, true. So go, normal about- go follow Stephen at Roco Depot is the website. It's RocoDepot.com. Yep. Follow him on Roco Depot on Twitter as well. Uh, Kylan, of course, listen yeah, to like, quick, really quick. Stephen, how do you spell Roku Depot? Because if you don't, if you look it up, it's, it's kind of hard to find if you're just randomly looking it up. How do you spell R-O- that? R-O-Q-O-O and then Depot, D-E-P-O-T. Because I've looked at, I looked it up. I know where it's at now, but it took me a little bit to actually find it originally. <laughs> yeah, it's not spelled <laughs> like your Roku device that you're streaming from. <laughs> True. Um, Kylan, you can hear over on Geek Watch One and Mighty Marvel Geeks. Yep. And continue listening to Ken, Derek, and myself here on Wonky Radio. Uh, of course, you can hear Derek with me on Weeby Geeks. And Derek, you hear with me on Weeby Geeks. Ken, you hear with Kylan over on Geek Watch One. So I, I'm starting to break. The holidays are almost here. I'm almost on vacation. I'm starting to brain fart. So mm-hmm. while we got our insanity still intact on that note give the evacuation code signal all right cut the chatter jet i can hold it pull up no i'm all right i have placed information vital to the survival of the rebellion into the memory systems of this r2 unit i've lost r2 Ye gods! What are Lisa saying? Mm-hmm.